Hi, I'm Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen. I'm a personal functional medicine practitioner for high performers and professional athletes. And I've worked with athletes in many different sports from the US sailing team to endurance sports and triathlon, CrossFit and professional tennis players across the board in any sport. Maintaining a foundation of a healthy body and mind is crucial for long-term success. This is the podcast that will show you how to apply the principles of a healthy body and mindset to achieve high performance all from the inside out. This is the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast. Hi, welcome back to our second episode in our series on fueling and hydration for endurance sports. If you have ever gotten fueling and hydration wrong, you probably know what this feels like. I, if we get our fueling wrong, we can end up with bonking. We can, where we really just lose and we hit a wall. We lose all of that energy. We hit a wall and it just feels like we can barely even take a step, the next step forward. If you get your hydration wrong, it can feel like there's a bit of issues with cramping, or it can feel like we've lost a lot of energy and we're just feeling more and more fatigued as we get throughout race day. And also, uh, if we do get fueling and hydration wrong, it can lead to a lot of GI distress. And that is one of the absolute worst things to get in an endurance race. And it is also so common. Bloating, cramping, as well as nausea are amongst the most common symptoms of GI distress, but also something that I call the bathroom hop to the finish line, where you are essentially spending minutes upon minutes, either waiting in line or sitting in the bathroom, uh, just having a lot of issues with your gut. And it can be really frustrating and it can also be very disappointing, not to mention extremely uncomfortable. So, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about specific fueling sources. If you missed the first episode, make sure to go back and start at the beginning because that's where we talk about how much we should be consuming. And then today we're going to talk about what types of carbohydrates, foods, gels, products are options and how you can build out a routine that works really well for you. I'm Dr. Kirsten Lawrenson. I'm a fitness enthusiast and a functional medicine practitioner, uh, as well as a mindset coach for athletes. It's really about the whole athlete, right? The whole entire body, how it all functions, how all the systems work together. And that really leads to your best performance and sustained over time. So I'm also a triathlete and an Ironman. And as I know how this can go um, because I have more or less done and made most of the mistakes <laughs> along the way, but I know that where um, I know firsthand what it can really feel like to have GI distress. I also know what it can feel like to um, not know how to fuel and hydrate properly. And also to go from video to video, book to book, and listening to all of the podcasts and reading all of the articles, trying to figure out what the best sports nutrition um, routine would be for me, as well as for endurance sports, like in general, not to mention that I also have a master's in this as well. It's just the, the reality is, is that you can listen to all of the people, you can listen to your friends, you can learn from all of the things. Um, but really where most athletes tend to struggle, and this was me as well, is in the application of it. Because ultimately, 
And this is what I figured out. And what I also then help athletes with now is that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other. So, and because we're all so unique and we're all such individuals, this is why I think there's so many different products and so many different companies out there that uh, all have different options for athletes because we all have different preferences and our bodies seem to work with some of the stuff differently as well. So today in this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between whole foods and gels, as well as we're also going to scratch the surface on uh, liquid hydration too, and really what where we can start, what do we need to consider? And then also where do athletes often go wrong? And then how can you learn more? So let's dive in. So when we're figuring, trying to figure out what types of fuel sources we should be looking at, there's technically more or less three different options that you can mix and match. So it starts with whole foods, then we have gels, and then we also have liquid fuels. And it, depending on who you talk to and where you look, you're going to find a mix of different opinions, as well as a lot of different types of research out there saying that one, one way might be better than another. And ultimately what I think that is really helpful for athletes to understand is that for you specifically, it may look entirely different. And that's the whole point. You figuring out what is really works well for you in training then means that when you have the nerves on race day or the excitement on race day and any of the other factors that can happen on race day that are hard to control for, you at least know in training that everything works really well with your routine and you can really be confident with that routine uh, on race day. Uh, even if something goes wrong, usually having a couple of backup plans and knowing what you can choose if it's at the aid stations or otherwise, uh, that's really where a lot of athletes feel really great about developing these awesome routines that they they know they, they jive well with, right? So- Let's jump into whole foods. So with whole foods, there's a couple of do's, a couple of don'ts, and then my specific one little special thing um, from my functional medicine background that I will include in on this too. So a couple of do's with whole foods. This honestly can look however you want it to. There's some athletes who make their own. There's some like their own energy chews or they're like, um, there's like bars or rice cakes or all sorts of different types of options. Some do fruit snacks, some do graham crackers, some do a mix of everything. Some people really love like bars, like uh, cliff bars or any anything else like that. There's just so many options out there. Or as I said, like fruit gummies or snacks or energy chews. There's, and those can also vary between like semi-solid and specific like whole foods. I also have a couple of athletes that will like blend raisins up with some other things too, um, to help them get some like electrolytes and also get the, get the carbohydrate, uh, source up and they'll turn it into kind of like a, a whole food liquid, like smoothie shake thing that they carry with them. There's lots and lots and lots of different types of options. And that's, again, one of the reasons why it can be just really helpful to like try a bunch of different things and to have someone who can be working with you and monitoring as you go, try something, then retest, try something, then retest, you know, and that's really where uh, when you're, especially when you're trying to figure out how do you incorporate in whole foods? How do you make sure that it's something that's really easy to carry? You know, all of these things factor in. And then also how do you make sure that it has enough of what you need in order to keep those energy levels up? So 
that's that's one piece and one thing you really want to keep in mind is that when you're choosing those whole foods is are they going to be easy to digest? Are these simple to digest carbohydrates that my gut is going to be able to handle and process through really well? This is another factor that's really, really important when we're thinking about pre-race preparation. So making sure we're eating enough carbohydrates before race day so we can build up those carbohydrate uh, stores right beforehand. And that usually is about a two to three day process. And some athletes will misinterpret some of those carb loading tips uh, and and uh, processes, and they will tend to opt for the more heavier, complex carbohydrate sources. The issue with that is that it can make it really, really difficult for the gut to digest. And especially if we've got a lot of fiber in the GI tract, that's one of the reasons why people can end up with GI distress, the runner's trots, you know, anything, any any other name you want to call it. So what I have my athletes do is especially leading up to the race day, and we're going to cover that in another uh, episode. So make sure to subscribe if you're interested in, in catching that and really learning how to put together a, a carb loading preparation that really works well for you and keeps your energy up through to the end of the race. Also, though, we want to make sure that we're we're opting for some of those more simple carbohydrates because it'd be a lot easier for your gut to handle and quickly absorb and digest. The only issue with that 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 some athletes have is that when we are airing a little bit higher on the simple carbohydrate side, that can mean that we have the potential for a higher amount of sugar floating through your system. So for some athletes, they don't really like this. Some of them, they don't mind. Some athletes, though, feel like that's partly for a health reason or they're concerned about inflammation or something else. So what I usually recommend here is that we can we can try to balance out a little bit of that increase in sugar through working on bringing in a little bit of protein in, and we'll talk about that in a, in a later uh, in a later episode. However, many whole food sources will often come with a little bit of protein. So you can make like a bar or these little like squares that maybe have, you know, some, um, oats as well as uh, some maple syrup which is going to keep the the carbohydrate content up and then also have some like nut butter and some whey protein or some other type of protein powder and then you're getting a mix of a lot of different types of macronutrients as you head into you know your fueling session which will more or less keep a lot of things in balance so you don't just have to go for the straight like gummy bears and chews and you know these really super high sugar foods it's it's kind of up to you how you want to adjust with that and it can again this is where really where it can become very very specific to you now also on top of that there are some things we want to keep in mind too which i would say if you're going to be consuming these foods a lot we want to avoid artificial colorings and artificial sweeteners and dyes just because those can have a negative impact on the body too so we do want to be keeping in mind that like if we're going to be fueling with something multiple times a week or every single day that it does have some we do have some thought in what we're putting into our system. And then the last, and this is my personal tip around this, is that when we have higher intake of carbohydrate, these simple sugars uh, in our fueling sessions throughout our week, 
really where we can find the balance is outside of those training sessions. So this is really optimizing and looking at your nutrition throughout the day. And again, another episode will be coming up about this as well. We're really looking at fueling with really good carbohydrate sources like your starchy carbohydrates, your sweet potatoes, your potatoes, rice, things like that, wild grains, and then also all of your veggies. Eating the rainbow is one really great way to help to support your body as well as, and your gut, as well as making sure you're getting the right protein intake in, making sure you're getting enough of that in throughout your day. Those are two tips that can help to balance both the bacteria in your gut and their response to the higher sugar, as well as the higher stress and load that endurance sports often bring, and then also help with balancing blood sugar responses and insulin too. So then the next one is gels. So there's a couple things to consider when it comes to gels. Some athletes love them. Some athletes are like, never again. <laughs> so there's a there's two-ish kind of categories of where gels can be really awesome and where gels might be something that you may want to limit or avoid. I have some athletes who do a lot of whole foods throughout the bike session of a triathlon, and then they switch over to gels on the, on the run because they're just easier to manage and carry if they have to gels though, we need are something that you want to be careful of in the sense that they just dump a lot of carbohydrate into your gut which in many cases can slow down how your stomach empties and end up leading to you pulling a lot of the water that's in your body into your gut, into your stomach, and making it really difficult to get that carbohydrate into the small intestine. This can be really what causes that upset, that, that, um, that bad feeling in the GI tract. So there's a couple, so first off, that can just be what a gel can do, no matter what type of sugar source it is. Now, whether it's maltodextrin or other types, those are just some things to keep in mind. Maltodextrin also has a tendency to be a little bit more inflammatory on the GI tract as well. So if you are someone that has GI symptoms or has signs of inflammation systemically around the body, those might be some things you want to keep in mind if those pop up in your fuel sources a lot. Lastly, on all of that is that some gel sources out there also have multiple different types of sugars in them too, which is great because of absorption rates. If you have only one type of sugar, then you, you have a limit for how much the body can absorb per minute. If you add two different types, this is where you can sometimes get above that absorption rate. And some athletes really like this because it allows them to get that 60 to 75 grams of carbohydrate per hour, which makes them feel really good throughout the rest of their race. And it helps them keep their energy up. So then the last thing on that is what about uh, liquid fuels? So liquid fuel sources can be really great, especially for athletes that want to keep things really light on the bike. Or if you're somebody that just goes out for a run and you'd like to carry something in like your backpack or like a hydration pack, or if you're just carrying it in a water bottle, these can work really well for some athletes. There's, there's some things to keep in mind. Like, again, it might dump a little too much carbohydrate into your gut, and that can then lead to you having some GI related symptoms or leading to a little bit of dehydration because the absorption rate of all of it isn't quite right. There's, and we'll talk about that as well in a different episode from the hydration perspective. Other than that though, 
liquid fuels can be really great, as I mentioned, because of the weight uh, issues. It, you can you can usually carry like one or two bottles, and that's really all you're going to need. And it can help a lot of athletes feel like they're getting in enough uh, through that as well. I know one of my um, my coaches. He would just basically make a sugar water bottle. Um, and then I have another athlete that uses another product that's a powder form and it just gets a lot of carbohydrates and a lot of calories in. Uh, and that, again, there's lots and lots and lots of different options there. We just need to be aware of how those fuel sources are coming in. And if you do well with that, then great. So you can go ahead and test it out and see how you do. But if you notice that your gut just doesn't feel very well afterwards, or if you notice that there are some issues with hydration, feeling hydrated or uh, energy issues as well. These are all things that could be um, partially impacted by the types of carbohydrate sources that were, you know, including the liquid, um, like liquid drinks and things like that. So just some things to think about, some do, some don't, some mistakes that some athletes make and some, some things to consider that a lot of athletes usually miss. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about the gut. We're going to cover what all endurance athletes need to be aware of, and that is called leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So most endurance athletes will have this at some point. And so it's something that you really want to keep in mind because of how the gut interacts with uh, your blood and oxygen and how your body will take that, especially when you're training or when you are on race day. Uh, if you're doing these long, long, long sessions or long races, the gut loses oxygen and blood uh, doesn't get as much of it coming to it. So there's some stress that happens to the gut. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. So make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for that. The other thing is that I'm also on a mission to help athletes achieve the performance of their dreams. And that means that I need to get this information out to as many athletes as possible. And you know what really helps is if you could share this with a friend or two and out on social media if you found it helpful or informative and would like to send this on to someone else. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Take care. Hey, did you know that up to 70% of athletes may be deficient in at least one micronutrient, if not potentially deficient in two or more? Micronutrient deficiencies like vitamin D, iron, calcium, vitamin E, B12, B9 are super common in athletes. And they can lead to things like fatigue, they can lead to injuries and fractures, getting sick a lot and missing practice to unexplained pain and a lot more. On the flip side though, Athletes who corrected nutrient deficiencies saw improvements in VO2 max, vertical jump, grip strength, force, improved delayed onset muscle soreness, and a lot more. That's why I created the Strong to the Finish Line free guide for athletes like you to be able to train and compete symptom-free so that you can have the confidence and the power to perform at your best. Get this guide for free at drkirsten.com slash finishstrong.